0: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam
2: Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the vikingage.com. I'm your host Adam Patrick, I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we will be joined by Chris Shad. He writes for us here at The Viking Age, and he's going to help us preview the Vikings' Christmas Day matchup. Against the Saints. Uh, other than that, all I have to say is just Happy Holidays, everyone. Hopefully, you guys are able to get some time off over the next few days, and uh, maybe even watch the Vikings get a win. But that's going to be enough from me for now. So let's just get right into our interview with Chris Shad. <laughs> Okay, joining the show today is Chris Shad. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, in addition to also covering the Vikings for zone coverage, and he also has his own Vikings podcast by the name of the Homer Horn. So go subscribe and check that out. But, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, first off, the NFL was so generous to schedule a Vikings game on Christmas this year. Do you happen to know when the Vikings last played on Christmas Day?
3: Oh, I think I think I know.
2: Mm-hmm. It
3: was 2005, correct?
2: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Yep. And I remember this because they played the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. They were led by Brad Johnson. Yeah. And I was watching the game, and in that game, the Vikings had to win to stay in playoff contention, mm-hmm. and they did not. They lost. And I said to myself, this is the worst Christmas ever. I have <laughs> the, the Vikings getting eliminated from playoff contention on Christmas is like that should be a yearly thing because that is just the most soul crushing typical thing for this franchise to do. And I get the feeling they're going to do it again on Sunday, not to be negative, but on Friday, if, whatever, Friday, Sunday. I, I don't <laughs> even know what day it is like that's that's the Christmas thing for you.
2: But yeah. Yes, it was back in 2005 when the Baltimore Ravens led by Kyle Bowler at quarterback, uh, <laughs> beat Brad Johnson, uh, and the Vikings. Troy Williamson led the Vikings in receiving yards that night with, uh, one catch for 56 yards. And then, uh, Mielde Moore led the Vikings in rushing yards with 49 yards on the ground. So, uh, the Vikings actually finished that season nine and seven, but they didn't make the playoffs, like you said
3: that was such a weird year because like that was the year Todd right yep. yep his knee exploded and like tice somehow willed them to a 9 and 7 record with Brad Johnson most of the season and like the the, the wolves still fired him and then they hired Brad Childress and the rest is history but yeah that was I mean, the Wolves were, like, waiting for Tice after the game. Like, you're fired, bro. Like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> you and your
3: pets. Tice was probably like, ah, oh, I'm going to go have a beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into previewing the Vikings Christmas matchup with the Saints, um, I want to ask you about something that I just wrote, but that you actually covered before the season even started, and that's Carson Wentz. Um, yes. Now, all I did the other day was ask you know, if the Vikings should have any interest in acquiring Wentz and, and everyone freaked out and said it was a terrible idea, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't, I didn't say they should try and acquire him or they shouldn't. I just asked the question. Uh, you, however, predicted before the start of the season that, that Wentz would be in purple by 2022. Uh, has your opinion on the situation changed or do you think this is still something that could happen?
3: So, so I'll clarify what my stance was because okay. this is kind of a, multi-year conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. because Carson Wentz, of course, North Dakota boy, Mm -hmm. grew up cheering for the Vikings, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, whatever. And, like, the last couple of years since he tore his ACL in 2017, he's just kind of been in decline. Mm -hmm. And I I said it, like, a couple years ago. I'm like, if he keeps declining like this or he doesn't come back from that injury, I could see him struggling and then making his way to Minnesota, like on a free agent deal, or like it would be one of those deals. Like Carson Wentz is the missing piece now. Kirk Cousins didn't work, and like I wrote this back in the summer, and like somehow, like Eagles fans got a hold of it, and like any Viking fan listening to this will be like, "Oh yeah, that that's bad news." You know, I think <laughs> I remember.
2: I think I remember that. I think I remember reading something like a an Eagles blog or, or something wrote about how like this this crazy Vikings fan thinks Carson Wentz is going to the Vikings.
3: Yeah, it was picked up by Heavy, which is like a thing out there, I guess. So, like, all these Eagle fans are like, there's no way we'd ever get where Carson Wentz. I'm like, dude, your team just spent a second-round pick on a freaking quarterback. Like, what the hell? So, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do not want it to happen. Um, Do I think it will happen? I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened. And people talk about Kirk Cousins' contract. I mean, Carson Wentz has a pretty hefty contract as well.
2: He's a little bit younger. His his um the myth the myth is that Carson Wentz's contract is actually more expensive than Kirk Cousins. And that's not true because it's more expensive for the Eagles than it is for the Vikings for Kirk Cousins, but if the Vikings traded for Carson Wentz, they would only have to pay, I believe, like 25 million a year because the Eagles have already paid so much in in bonuses and guarantees and stuff like that. So I don't think enough people know that that his contract with another team isn't the same as it as it is with the Eagles um mm-hmm. so I, I see that brought up a lot like oh he's more expensive and blah 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 I'm like actually he's not um but I, I just wanted to throw it out there because maybe I knew it would stir the pot um and just to get people talking, because I've just I've seen it thrown around. You know, the people after after Cousins has a poor performance, or or you know, Wentz is on the market. People will just be like, oh, we should check him out. You know, because yeah, he's he's from North Dakota and stuff like that. But um, personally, I don't. I wouldn't want anything to do with him. I'd rather have the Vikings uh, just draft somebody and and go that route. Uh, we could we
3: could go yeah. with Trey Lance. He could be yeah. like our the Vikings version of Joe Maurer. He's He's from, uh, he's from Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. Southwest corner, middle and North. He
2: went to North Dakota. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure Trey Lance will be linked to the Vikings many, many, many times before, you know, the draft comes, you know, whether it's just him falling to them or them trading up for him. I'm sure it'll happen. Um, but yeah. Um, so the Vikings currently have a 2% chance to make the playoffs right now, according to 538. Uh, so even if they win their final final two games, Minnesota probably will be staying home come playoff time. Knowing this, uh, what should be some of the goals for the Vikings during their final two games?
3: Um, as a team or individually?
2: I mean, you can go either or at this point, it's just it's whatever I feel like.
3: Like, so I think like defensively, we don't know like what <laughs> no. this team is. Because I mean, this defense is going to look so much different next year than it is, mm-hmm. does right now. Because you look at last Sunday's performance against David Montgomery, who nearly ran for a buck fifty on the Vikings. You have backup defenders, your entire front seven right now. Because Eric Kendricks is out with a calf injury. You lost Anthony Barr. Whoa, Steve whoa, whoa! Hunter's Shamar
2: Stephon is in there. Okay.
3: The big fundamental man. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so good you don't even notice him out there. I mean, the Bears sell didn't. But like. It's hard defensively for me. Like, okay, well, maybe the corners perform better. Maybe, maybe you can make that a realistic goal. I think offensively, like, I just I just don't know what to think about this team right now. Because, I mean, their, their chances of making the playoffs are so slim and everything else that my mind's like, draft position. And I know there's a group of Viking fans that don't necessarily like that. But in the same vein, it's just like, what is the future of this team? Because in order to go from, I think they finished seven and nine, the Jeff Fisher special. That's why actually, I don't think I predicted that at the beginning of the season. I think I said 10 and six after the Nagakwe trade, but I think with like what they have, I, I definitely think that the Vikings could, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Like, I want to see what happens next. Like I, I, my mind is already done with 2020. Mm-hmm.
2: So you want to see maybe what they can do. Maybe if they, maybe if they center an offense around Justin Jefferson and and Irv Smith or something like that, more and more passing oriented, maybe, maybe that, maybe these next two weeks they try and do something like that and not be so heavy with Dalvin Cook and actually see maybe, you know, if they can run a different kind of offense and not just be run, run, run. Even when you're down 10 points, still establish the run, you know, that they've been doing all year long. Um, All right. Next, I'm going to give you some names of some current Vikings players and coaches. And you just have to give me a simple yes or no answer, whether they will be with the team or not. Okay. Sure. You ready? All right. Marwan Maloof. No,
3: I I don't think (laughs) special teams are so hard to judge. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's like. Oh, you're, you're missing – like, do you miss a block here? Is there some kind of scheme? Like, you have the zone scheme? Like, I, I don't know. Like, Dan Bailey missing field goals, like, it's just so random. Like, uh, so why is he missing him? Is he rushing? Is he doing this? I mean, Ryan Longwell could pick it out, but he's a freaking kicker. Like, he, he's been in that situation. So, like, uh, I, I – Again, I'm saying this a lot. I don't know. But I mean, I I don't think Marwan Malouf is there, especially when you see Zimmer about ready to kill him on the sidelines on national television. It just doesn't seem good for your job security.
2: Yeah, I think just too much has happened with the overall unit for him to just keep him keep a job. Uh, Speaking of, Dan Bailey. He'll be here.
3: I, I I think that those two games are kind of a byproduct of the long snapper and not Bailey himself. Yeah. That's something Zimmer tweaked with. He said that – no pun intended. uh, He said that he didn't like Austin Cutting's low snaps. They brought in a new one, and all of a sudden, Dan Dan Bailey's shaking it and uh, shanking kicks like Mm -hmm. he's Blair Walsh. Yep. So I I think he's still there. Plus, he's signed for two more years. You don't want to make any more cap problems than you already have with the Vikings. So,
2: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of cap, Kyle Rudolph.
3: I think he's gone, and and I think – I got convinced of that during the last game. Tyler Conklin looked mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You got to find out what you have in Herb Smith Jr. at some point. He's only 22 years old, so you assume there's another leap coming next year. Um, Rudolph's been great. One of the greatest pass catchers in this franchise's history. But, I mean, with, with the guys that they have, the cap issues, I mean, unless if he takes a massive pay cut, I think he's on the way out.
2: Gary Kubiak.
3: I think he stays. I think he stays as long as Mike Zimmer stays. And I think that Zimmer is staying. Um, I'm not a fan of it at all.
2: Of which one? Both? Or which?
3: Uh, of both, really. Yeah. Because I think that I think that Zimmer's kind of playing puppet master with his offensive coordinators. For sure. Where he's saying, I want to run the ball. If you don't run the ball, you're going to be fired like mm-hmm. Deep Filippo. Yep. And I think that Gary Kubiak is smarter than you know, we all give him credit for. And and there were times in the first six games of the season where Kubiak wanted to open up. Remember the Atlanta game, they opened up with Kirk cousins, throwing the ball all over the place. And, and it turned Zimmer, Zimmer out shut cousins, that down real quick. Yeah. Cousins just started trying to impale Falcon mm-hmm. receivers to get the ball to Justin Jefferson. And yeah. that didn't happen. So, I mean, I, I think that Kubiak has it in him to be more creative. I just feel like Zimmer is kind of handcuffing this offense.
2: Uh, Anthony Harris.
3: You know, at the beginning of the season, I say no way. Um, the way he's played, I don't know. Maybe. Do you think he, maybe he'll be cheap enough where the Vikings can maybe reach kind of a one-year friendly deal with him, or I don't do you know. Think I think he's he, going somewhere. He might
2: be able to get a bunch of money from someone who just needs to spend it. You know, maybe like a yeah, a Washington or Cleveland, even. He might go to the Browns. Link up, link back upwards to fancy because I don't think I don't think the Browns are too big of fans of. Uh, What's-his-face, Sandejo? I've, I haven't heard too many no. good things uh, about him, unsurprisingly. So I could see him <laughs> still going somewhere else. But, yeah, that's confusing because the Vikings aren't going to have a lot of cap space, and they can't really afford to pay both safeties like they did this year, which was mm-hmm. still confusing. Um, Eric Wilson. I think
3: he's a goner. Yeah. and And I think – I think a lot of that is, you know, between him and Anthony Barr, Wilson has played really well. He's got a whole bunch of interceptions, a lot of big plays, like the splash plays that we all want Anthony Barr to make. But, I mean, Zimmer loves him. Uh, Barr, the other thing is he's a better tackler. He mm-hmm. can get off of blocks. Mm-hmm. And I think that if when you have Anthony Barr back, this run defense is better. Um, Wilson's going to get paid for his performance this year. And I think he's priced out of the Vikings price range with the cap going down. So I'm going to say he's a, he's a goner.
2: So then if he's gone, what about Todd Davis?
3: Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll keep him around for depth. I, I mean, that's kind of a thing where he's going to be cheap enough where the Vikings, if they've liked what they've seen so far, Um, they can keep him around, maybe have him on special teams, which is definitely something. I mean, the more guys you can add on special teams, the better, right? (laughs) So I'm going to say Davis
2: will probably stay. Is Cameron Mm. Smith coming back or is he, is his his career over? Do you know? Um, I haven't heard anything. He had what, like open heart surgery or something?
3: I would think no news is good news with him. Won't you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, how about Dakota Dozier?
3: um gone yeah. <laughs> yeah i i mean why are why are they trotting him out still i know like he, i i understand that pro football focus like zimmer hates it and oh they can't grade my play well i mean you watch the tape just use your eyes like, he's yeah. getting he's getting mowed over i mean Keem hicks i mean he didn't punch him in the stomach like brian o'neill but he basically took him and ate his lunch on sunday so i mean it it's just like a week after week thing where he's not good. They got to figure out that left guard spot, and I, I don't know. Like, why is Brett Jones on the roster?
2: I don't know. Uh, like, he must like, have he must have, big... he, he must have said something bad about Zimmer or something. He
3: told Andre Patterson Shamar Stephen sucks. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, we can't have that.
2: <laughs> uh. Uh, this guy's been playing pretty pretty well this year, but but what about Riley Reef? You know, his situation's
3: really weird, too. Like, all these situations are so weird because they told Riley Ree hey, take a pay cut, or we're going to cut you, and then they did it for five games of Unique and Gakwe, and they're like, oh, this isn't working. Like, if I'm Reap, I'm kind of pissed off and like, hey, uh, you want to take a pay cut? No, 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 no I don't. And he's played well enough. He's played well enough he gets starter money. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: I think he's gone, man. Yeah. I, I don't think they keep him around. I don't think they can afford it.
2: Um, Here's a good one. Kirk Cousins. Oh, he's staying. Yeah.
3: Like, like he's his contract, his agent is, like, one of the best in the world for getting him that deal because, like, yeah. he is literally locked in for the next two years as the Viking quarterback. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I, I've been a critic of Cousins the entire time, but I think he's played well enough to help the Vikings win. So, I mean – I, if yeah. they have to roll them out next year and see what happens in 2022, maybe, you know, you get a certain Philadelphia quarterback. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying. Taylor um, like, Hurts. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. And, and who knows, Kirk, they could go to Kirk and be like, hey, to help you out and get you more weapons, can we restructure your deal, <laughs> get the cap number down, I mean that's not the way Kirk Cousins rolls but I mean it it, it could happen like you're uh, going do you want to die or do you want to make more money
2: <laughs> Well if, you know he, he he is known for saying if I die I die so This is um, true Yeah I I don't I don't know I I feel like there's going to be a lot of rumors about him getting traded mainly to the 49ers so kind of I feel like that's a team to watch just to see what they do you know with Garoppolo, or or leading up to the draft, because that's really the only team I could see him going to before next season. But then you know you got to figure out what what the Vikings' plan would be after that um, by letting him go. Do they trade up in the draft to try and get you know a Fields or or a Zach Wilson? You know, so there's there's a lot of things, and I just I don't I also don't know if Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are willing to take that big of a risk um, with you know their jobs potentially on the line next season. So, I kind of I kind of I'm I'm leaning towards Cousins being here next year, but but I could I could see something potentially happening too. And speaking of Zimmer and Spielman, um I'm assuming you think both of these guys are going to be with the Vikings in 2021. Yeah,
3: I think they'll run it back. I I just Did they get know, a pass Spiel- for this
2: year, COVID and injuries and all that stuff?
3: I think so. And I and I think too when you look at it, you know, that five and one stretch in the middle of the season really helped them. And I think that, you know, the Wils will go, well, look at this. If you get all these guys back, you know, we could be good again next year and like good in their vocabulary is like 10 and six. (laughs) So if they get the box, you know how, like they have the Pope, Thing that yeah. that was like a meme for a while, and they had yeah. the four oh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. holding up something like he'd be holding up a ten and six record, or like <laughs> you know the 49ers game. Like we made it, but we got smoked. This is our goal. But
2: well, ten and six, and then a win in the wild card round in the playoffs. But that's it.
3: Yes, yes, no more, no less. <laughs> that's our goal.
2: All right. Well, let's get to the the Vikings matchup with the Saints on Friday Christmas Day. Uh, FanDuel currently has the Saints favored by 7 points. And 538 gives the Saints an 82% chance to win. Um, so the Saints are currently 10-4 and, and they're still competing for the top spot in the NFC with the Packers. But they lost their last two games. Drew Brees is far from the quarterback he used to be. And Michael Thomas is out for the rest of the season. Um, with Mike Zimmer as their head coach, the Vikings have actually won three of their last four meetings with the Saints. Should the chances of Minnesota winning this matchup actually be higher than what the odds makers and, and five thirty eight are giving them? Did you watch the game last week? The Saints, <laughs> the Saints and Chiefs, or the Vikings game?
3: The, the Vikings game. Yeah I, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you look at the Bears, when Mitchell Trubisky is shredding your defense yeah. and David Montgomery's running over you, like I, a team like the Saints, like here's the thing in this game, I think the Saints are going to come in just mad as hell. Because the last two times, I mean, two out of the last three years, they've been bounced by the Vikings in almost mm-hmm. embarrassing fashion where Marcus Williams decides to tackle nobody and Stephon Diggs streaks into the end zone. And then Kyle Rudolph maybe pushed off? I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but, I mean, if I'm the Saints and I'm chasing that number one seed, I'm thinking, let's kick these guys' ass. So, I mean, they're the Vikings, I think, are walking into a buzzsaw even without fans in New Orleans because – I, I think the Saints are going to want to embarrass them on national TV, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. So with how poor the defense performed last weekend, you know the high-powered offense of Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, um, and with there's, have you seen the injury report? There's a lot of defensive guys that are on this week's injury report, and uh, it's not looking good. So should the Vikings just game plan for a shootout instead of their you know traditional control the clock by establishing the run game plan?
3: Yes, but they won't.
2: Right, right right, right,
3: <laughs> they, right, right. They totally won't. I mean, look at, look at what Mike Zimmer did in the Tampa game. Like he yeah. goes out there and he's like, all right, the Tampa the Tampa defense, they're a little bit burnable on the corners. Nah, let's run the ball, fam. Let's give Dalvin Cook 22 touches. Let's give him 102 yards. Let's control time of possession. And they lost by nine points. A lot of that had to do with Dan Bailey, but the offense as well didn't finish those drives and didn't get touchdowns, which forced Dan Bailey into those situations. Bailey should still make those kicks. But, but I mean that that's the problem. It's just like, they are so unwilling to change their ways. Even in a game against Chicago, they had like my uh, colleague, Sam Ekstrom at zone coverage actually wrote this, that against the bears, they had seven instances where they had a second and one.
2: They ran over right?
3: and they ran on all of them. They got a five out of the seven But they ran on all of them, and they could use play action. They could do so many other things there, but they run the ball. And, I mean, Dalvin Cook's a hell of a running back, but, I mean, when you have those receivers on the outside that the Vikings do, use them. Get them out there. And the Saints corners are actually pretty burnable in their own right. Marcus Lattimore's allowing a 120 passer rating. I I mean – to to get Justin Jefferson the ball isn't exactly like going to hurt your running game. If anything, it's going to help it because there's going to be more avenues for Dalvin cook to run.
2: No. And I mean, the Vikings are kind of at the point where, you know, what do you have to lose? You, you're probably not making the playoffs anyways. So if this works great, it's great that if it works, but if not, it's still okay. You know, just you're, you're going to lose anyways. Um, This kind of goes with my next question was, which is the Vikings pass rush. Has, has pretty much been non-existent this season. Six field sacks in the NFL. So how can they generate more pressure with their pass rush to make life difficult for Drew Brees?
3: You know, this is funny because a couple of weeks ago, I was in a discussion on Twitter. Somebody put out one of those, like, Matrix things. Like, if you take the red pill, this happens. Oh, so, like, it was like, Kirk Cousins can play this way all year. Uh, you win games against Seattle and Tennessee and you get to Hunter back. And I said, you'd get Daniel Hunter back yeah. right away. And like, why would you leave two wins? I'm like, I'm saying, you know, Hunter drives that defensive line so much with the pressure he can generate and everything else. You might get those two wins back anyway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what they have now, it's just, it's backup players. Like, are, are you going to blitz Todd Davis? Are you going to blitz Eric Wilson? I mean, that's probably the best way for the Vikings to uh, shut shut them down is just to blitz the hell out of Drew Brees and hope for the best. Because he can't throw deep, so no, I mean, no, no, that might. And, be he doesn't,
2: it. and he doesn't have his you know security blanket, Michael Thomas, out there to mm. to run those three yard slants. So slant boy, yeah, um, yeah. I think I I think they should blitz just like the like the like the uh, situation we talked about with passing offense like what do you have to lose like i feel like we haven't you know mike zimmer's always talked about refers you know vaunted a gap blitzes or and all that stuff and and i feel like we haven't really seen that this year despite their lack of ability to generate pressure and it seems like week after week we're like oh he's like oh we didn't generate enough pass rush and it's like well you're in charge of this you you have the ability to generate more pass rush by calling blitzes and he's just you know whether he's too afraid to put like his, his rookie corners in that position to, you know, be out there on an island, you know, that's his call. But at this point, it's like, you know, get some pressure because w- they're scoring anyways. And so your, your method of not getting, not blitzing isn't working either. So I don't, I don't understand what his, his thinking behind not blitzing as much. Cause I, I looked it up before the show and I think the Vikings blitz on like 27% of their, Defensive plays this year, which is near the bottom third of the league, unsurprising. Uh but That's on a scale, seems shocking. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's shockingly
2: low for Mike Zimmer' defense. It. He's not a big blitz on third down. Third down, he's usually where his his blitzes come. But I feel like with the lack of pressure on every down this year, it's just like okay, I understand. Like you're, he's set. Mike zimmers he's he's all old, he's setting his way, he's like he's only gonna, I'm only gonna pressure on third down. It's like well what if you pressure on second down and you come up with a turnover? Why why do you have to wait till till third down? Why do we have to wait until then or you you get pressure on second down and push the your, the team back and it's like third and fifteen, so I don't know, man. Um he's gotta maybe go back to the drawing board. And didn't they bring in Dom Capers to, to like try and help with some, some blitzing stuff? I feel like that's why they brought him in, but Maybe not.
3: Yeah, they did. But, I mean, look at the Packer defense when he was coaching last. It wasn't very good. It won no. a Super Bowl, but it, overall it wasn't very good.
2: No. Uh, all right. On a scale of 110, what is your confidence level in the Vikings to get the upset win over the hated Saints? A two? Ooh, a
3: two. <laughs> like... <sighs> Like, okay, here's here's my thing with this matchup. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, with Kendrick's out and what we saw last week, I think the Saints are just going to try and run the ball all damn day. And I think and- they're...
2: Latavius yep,
3: Latavius Murray. It's going to be the Murray revenge game, the Latavius oh revenge. Like, <laughs> and I think Kamara is going to be a really big problem because without Kendricks there, you don't have that same coverage ability. And of course, Kamara can get it done both on the ground and through the air. Mm-hmm. I, I think both Saints running backs have a really big day. And I think that... That's really going to control time of possession. It's going to keep the Viking offense off the field. And I think that, you know, I I think that the Saints are really going to do a number on the Vikings. I I think this is going to be, I I mean, it might be shocking to to say, but I think it's going to be a blowout.
2: A Christmas Day massacre?
3: I said 31-14 in five bold predictions this week, which will be up at the Viking Age.
2: Wow, spoiler alert.
3: I I know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you but, think but uh, mean, Do you think the Vikings would have a better chance against the Saints if Taysom Hill was the quarterback? No, no,
3: <laughs> no. Well, look at what Taysom Hill did in that yeah. playoff game. They
2: put he he was better. But that than was the only threes. for a couple of plays. Put it was a handful the, of the whole plays. game. What did What did he have like eighty yards passing against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago? This is true. But the Broncos' is defense true. is a uh, little better than than the Vikings. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know how to feel about this game because I feel like it's different when the Vikings and Saints play, like sort of like, you know, when the Vikings go to Soldier Field every year, it, really, it doesn't matter what their record is. I kind of feel like that sometimes when, when the Vikings just meet up with the Saints every year because just, just because Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer know each other so well. So at the very least, I'm hoping that it's it's a close game, but um, I think everyone would be shocked that if the Vikings won. I think the most I'm hoping for is that they just – they go back and, and wear their all purple uniforms like they did last year in the in the playoff victory. You know, keep that going. They they did, they've done the all whites this year, so go to the all purple. Let's do that again. The Saints um, are
3: going with their all whites too on Friday. So well,
2: they are. So oh, so, so maybe so they are going the all purple. O- the
3: opportunity is there. Okay. The opportunity right. is there. Okay. You know what? You, this is a sidebar, but you know what? I'd like to see the Vikings do. Hmm. I want to see them bring back those old white uniforms with the purple and yellow shoulder stripes yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The, the and nuggets. have
3: that, yeah, have that be their color rushed uniforms. I, yeah. I'm using my finger quotes here, but well, I mean, I, th- I think. Either primetime next, purple technically yeah, is. Either,
2: purple. either next year or the year after like the, the, the legal kind of relax on their helmet rules. Cause right now I think you can only have like one helmet. So once mm-hmm. that happens, then you can get like throwback helmets and and stuff like that. So maybe the Vikings get back to those, you know, like those those throwbacks they had when Favre played, or yeah, go back to the the Moss O A uniforms with the with the stripes on the side. I like I like to see some of that, but you know, whatever. I do like I the like our
3: uniforms as it is. Yeah, yeah. I think Honestly, the Vikings. So.
2: this isn't even being biased. I think the Vikings have some of the the best uniforms in the league just just in terms of being modern and kind of having that, like, classic look at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, but that's going to do it for us today. A little short. Just wanted to get a, a little preview before for the holiday. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this show on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Chris's podcast, The Homer Horn, on the same platforms. Sometimes he's even on the Zone Coverage Football Machine, so go check that out too. We had Sam Ekstrom on the last episode, so go check that out. It's good, good time over there. Um, what what is your your uh Twitter handle?
3: At the Homer Horn.
2: All right, follow Chris on there for his his super lots of optimism about the Vikings this year. It's Just all all full <laughs> of optimism. Uh, Go follow him and uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, But until next time, happy holidays, Vikings fans. And we will talk to you later.